Welcome to Bible 2 Go. Romans chapters 1 through 3 is today's Bible reading. Read and listen to the Bible daily where we read through the complete New Testament in 90 days. Today's Bible reading from the message. Visit the audio Bible 2 Go archive for all previous Bible readings. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others. As you have and do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin today's Bible reading in Romans chapter 1. I, Paul, am a devoted slave of Jesus Christ on assignment, authorized as an apostle to proclaim God's words and acts. I write this letter to all the believers in Rome, God's friends. 2 7 The sacred writings contain preliminary reports by the prophets on God's Son. His descent from David roots him in history. His unique identity as Son of God was shown by the Spirit when Jesus was raised from the dead, setting Him apart as the Messiah, our Master. Through Him we received both the generous gift of His life and the urgent task of passing it on to others who receive it by entering into obedient trust in Jesus. You are who you are through this gift and call of Jesus Christ. And I greet you now with all the generosity of God our Father and our Master Jesus, the Messiah. A12 I thank God through Jesus for every one of you. That's first. People everywhere keep telling me about your lives of faith, and every time I hear them, I thank Him. And God, whom I so love to worship and serve by spreading the good news of His Son, the message, knows that every time I think of you in my prayers, which is practically all the time, I ask Him to clear the way for me to come and see you. The longer this waiting goes on, the deeper the ache. I so want to be there to deliver God's gift in person and watch you grow stronger right before my eyes. But don't think I'm not expecting to get something out of this, too. You have as much to give me as I do to you. 1315 Please don't misinterpret my failure to visit you, friends. You have no idea how many times I've made plans for Rome. I've been determined to get some personal enjoyment out of God's work among you, as I have in so many other non-Jewish towns and communities. But something has always come up and prevented it. Everyone I meet, it matters little whether they're mannered or rude, smart or simple, deepens my sense of interdependence and obligation. And that's why I can't wait to get to you in Rome preaching this wonderful good news of God. 1617 It's news I'm most proud to proclaim, this extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts Him, starting with Jews and then right on to everyone else. God's way of putting people right shows up in the acts of faith, confirming what Scripture has said all along, the person in right standing before God by trusting Him really lies. Ignoring God leads to a downward spiral. 1823 But God's angry displeasure erupts as acts of human mistrust and wrongdoing and lying accumulate, as people try to put a shroud over truth. But the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see, eternal power, for instance, and the mystery of His divine being. So nobody has a good excuse. What happened was this, people knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat Him like God, refusing to worship Him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in His hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. 24-25 So God said, in effect, if that's what you want, that's what you get. It wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen, smeared with filth, filthy inside and out. And all this because they traded the true God for a fake God, and worshipped the God they made instead of the God who made them, the God we bless, the God who blesses us. Oh, yes. 26-27 worse followed. Refusing to know God, 
They soon didn't know how to be human either, women didn't know how to be women, men didn't know how to be men. Sexually confused, they abused and defiled one another, women with women, men with men, all lust, no love. And then they paid for it, oh, how they paid for it, emptied of God and love, godless and loveless wretches. 2832 Since they didn't bother to acknowledge God, God quit bothering them and let them run loose. And then all hell broke loose, rampant evil, grabbing and grasping, vicious backstabbing. They made life hell on earth with their envy, one and killing, bickering, and cheating. Look at them, mean-spirited, venomous, fork-tongued God-bashers. Bullies, swaggerers, insufferable windbags. They keep inventing new ways of wrecking lives. They ditch their parents when they get in the way. Stupid, slimy, cruel, cold-blooded. And it's not as if they don't know better. They know perfectly well they're spitting in God's face. And they don't care, worse, they hand out prizes to those who do the worst things best. Romans 2. God is kind, but not soft. 1-2 Those people are on a dark spiral downward. But if you think that leaves you on the high ground where you can point your finger at others, think again. Every time you criticize someone, you condemn yourself. It takes one to know one. Judgmental criticism of others is a well-known way of escaping detection in your own crimes and misdemeanors. But God isn't so easily diverted. He sees right through all such smoke screens and holds you to what you've done. 3-4 You didn't think, did you, that just by pointing your finger at others you would distract God from seeing all your misdoings and from coming down on you hard? Or did you think that because He's such a nice God, He'd let you off the hook? Better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind, but He's not soft. In kindness He takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. 5-8 You're not getting by with anything. Every refusal and avoidance of God adds fuel to the fire. The day is coming when it's going to blaze hot and high, God's fiery and righteous judgment. Make no mistake, in the end you get what's coming to you, real life for those who work on God's side, but to those who insist on getting their own way and take the path of least resistance, fire. 9-11 If you go against the grain, you get splinters, regardless of which neighborhood you're from, what your parents taught you, what schools you attended. But if you embrace the way God does things, there are wonderful payoffs, again without regard to where you are from or how you were brought up. Being a Jew won't give you an automatic stamp of approval. God pays no attention to what others say, or what you think, about you. He makes up His own mind. 12-13 If you sin without knowing what you're doing, God takes that into account. But if you sin knowing full well what you're doing, that's a different story entirely. Merely hearing God's law is a waste of your time if you don't do what He commands. Doing, not hearing, is what makes the difference with God. 14-16 When outsiders who have never heard of God's law follow it more or less by instinct, they confirm its truth by their obedience. They show that God's law is not something alien, imposed on us from without, but woven into the very fabric of our creation. There is something deep within them that echoes God's yes and no, right and wrong. Their response to God's yes and no will become public knowledge on the day God makes His final decision about every man and woman. The message from God that I proclaim through Jesus Christ takes into account all these differences. Religion can't save you. 1724 If you're brought up Jewish, don't assume that you can lean back in the arms of your religion and take it easy, feeling smug because you're an insider to God's revelation, a connoisseur of the best things of God, informed on the latest doctrines. I have a special word of caution for you who are sure that you have it all together yourselves and, because you know God's revealed word inside and out, feel qualified to guide others through their blind alleys and dark nights and confused emotions to God. While you are guiding others, who's going to guide you? I'm quite serious. While preaching don't steal. Are you going to rob people blind? Who would suspect you? The same with adultery. 
The same with idolatry. You can get by with almost anything if you front it with eloquent talk about God and His law. The line from Scripture, it's because of you Jews that the outsiders frown on God, shows it's an old problem that isn't going to go away. 2529 Circumcision, the surgical ritual that marks you as a Jew, is great if you live in accord with God's law. But if you don't, it's worse than not being circumcised. The reverse is also true, the uncircumcised who keep God's ways are as good as the circumcised, in fact, better. Better to keep God's law uncircumcised than break it circumcised. Don't you see, it's not the cut of a knife that makes a Jew. You become a Jew by who you are. It's the mark of God on your heart, not of a knife on your skin, that makes a Jew. And recognition comes from God, not legalistic critics. Romans 3. 1 2 A So what difference does it make who's a Jew and who isn't, who has been trained in God's ways and who hasn't? As it turns out, it makes a lot of difference, but not the difference so many have assumed. 2B6 First, there's the matter of being put in charge of writing down and caring for God's revelation, these holy scriptures. So, what if, in the course of doing that, some of those Jews abandon their post? God didn't abandon them. Do you think their faithlessness cancels out His faithfulness? Not on your life. Depend on it, God keeps His word even when the whole world is lying through its teeth. Scripture says the same. Your words stand fast and true. Rejection doesn't phase you. But if our wrongdoing only underlines and confirms God's right doing, shouldn't we be commended for helping out? Since our lies don't even make a dent in His truth, isn't it wrong of God to back us to the wall and hold us to our word? These questions come up. The answer to such questions is no, a most emphatic no. How else would things ever get straightened out if God didn't do the straightening? 7-8 It's simply perverse to say, if my lies serve to show off God's truth all the more gloriously, why blame me? I'm doing God a favor. Some people are actually trying to put such words in our mouths, claiming that we go around saying, the more evil we do, the more good God does, so let's just do it. That's pure slander, as I'm sure you'll agree, we're all in the same sinking boat. 920 So where does that put us? Do we Jews get a better break than the others? Not really. Basically, all of us, whether insiders or outsiders, start out in identical conditions, which is to say that we all start out as sinners. Scripture leaves no doubt about it. There's nobody living right, not even one. Nobody who knows the score, nobody alert for God. They've all taken the wrong turn. They've all wandered down blind alleys. No one's living right. I can't find a single one. Their throats are gaping graves. Their tongues slick as mudslides. Every word they speak is tinged with poison. They open their mouths and pollute the air. They race for the honor of sinner of the year. Litter the land with heartbreak and ruin. Don't know the first thing about living with others. They never give God the time of day. This makes it clear, doesn't it, that whatever is written in these scriptures is not what God says about others but to us to whom these scriptures were addressed in the first place. And it's clear enough, isn't it, that we're sinners, every one of us, in the same sinking boat with everybody else? Our involvement with God's revelation doesn't put us right with God. What it does is force us to face our complicity in everyone else's sin. God has set things right. 21-24 But in our time something new has been added. What Moses and the prophets witnessed to all those years has happened. The God setting things right that we read about has become Jesus setting things right for us. And not only for us, but for everyone who believes in Him. For there is no difference between us and them in this. Since we've compiled this long and sorry record as sinners, both us and them, and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God wills for us, God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity He put us in right standing with Himself. A pure gift. 
He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where He always wanted us to be. And He did it by means of Jesus Christ. 2526 God sacrificed Jesus on the altar of the world to clear that world of sin. Having faith in Him sets us in the clear. God decided on this course of action in full view of the public, to set the world in the clear with Himself through the sacrifice of Jesus, finally taking care of the sins He had so patiently endured. This is not only clear, but it's now, this is current history. God sets things right. He also makes it possible for us to live in His rightness. 2728 So where does that leave our proud Jewish insider claims and counterclaims? Cancelled? Yes, cancelled. What we've learned is this, God does not respond to what we do, we respond to what God does. We've finally figured it out, our lives get in step with God and all others by letting Him set the pace, not by proudly or anxiously trying to run the parade. 2930 And where does that leave our proud Jewish claim of having a corner on God? Also cancelled. God is the God of outsider non-Jews as well as insider Jews. How could it be otherwise since there is only one God? God sets right all who welcome His action and enter into it, both those who follow our religious system and those who have never heard of our religion. 31 But by shifting our focus from what we do to what God does, don't we cancel out all our careful keeping of the rules and ways God commanded? Not at all. What happens, in fact, is that by putting that entire way of life in its proper place, we confirm it. Hashtag Amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Read a proverb every day with Proverbs 2 Go. Thank you for being here. Listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely. Michael and Michelle. Shell. Join us. Again. Tomorrow. As we continue reading God's Word with Audio Bible 2 Go. Visit. Bible. Dot the number. 2. Then. G. O. Dot U.S. See you again tomorrow.